0: To we Will Fix You. A spring begins outside and we all nip out to the yard and have that horrifying realisation that oh god we let the cheese coozy set over winter and now it's all gummy and the thing on the top.
1: I'll eat the skin, I'll be honest, I'll eat the skin off that thing I've done it before and I'll do it again.
0: You'll eat the skin off anything.
1: It's a bad week for poops but it's worth it.
0: It is worth it. And as the weather warms and we mix in the substrates. It'll be time for the backyard cheese koozie again.
1: Everyone come back down to that cheesy old swimming hole.
0: Joining me tonight in the mostly brie hot tub, Mr. Dave Convery, Wistobor's chief druid. Good evening. Myself, Roger Hart. Empirically, just not. And Ms. Lucy boys, who categorically will not blend.
1: It was my femurs, it turns out they're not destructible in the scientific sense. If you'd like to pose questions to our luminary
0: but somewhat dairy-soaked minds, you can contact us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail dot com.
1: I keep a full-length baguette around for stirring and nibbling.
0: It's multifunctional. So lean back in the cheesy bubbles as I read to us a question. The little ducks
2: are croutons.
1: I, I think, you know, we're, we're not sort of beach body fascists, but if you do want to get your rack out of our raclette, we're open to that.
0: And that I feel is pertinent to today's question. Ah. Dear Fixers, I don't know whether you've noticed this, but clothes are basically bullshit. Most of the ones I can afford don't fit me. The ones that fit me aren't to my taste. And none of the ones that I like and which cling appropriately to my form are deemed to be professionally appropriate. Also, the seams are scratchy and my shoes never fit properly. Surely, the human wardrobe is a smorgasbord of cultural expectation, body shame, and physical discomfort. And yet we all keep walking around covered head to foot in cloth, plastic, shreds of animal all day. What is to be done? Thank you in advance for fixing. Love, is. Yes. This one gave me a real problem. There are bits of this I can relate to. When I was when I was a lot younger, I was a very funny shaped kid with f- more funnily mentally shaped parents, and there was a load of anxiety and strange stuff around finding clothes and how I ought to dress, and it was it was very peculiar. Trying to buy anything was deeply traumatic. Um, Now I'm a fucking mannequin reference size privileged douchebag. I have a slight 32 inch waist, size 10 feet, I take a generous 38 in a jacket. Any clothes that aren't made basically for barely legal twink porn stars fit me. I can, on occasion, buy clothes in River Island. This is just not a problem that is going to happen to me. And it's not that I can't relate, I just kind of... I feel... Yes, it is, actually. I kind of lost track of the ability to relate because I have that massive privilege of just being able to ignore this, of just living in a world designed for me. There's a whole thing of, if you find something that works, stick to it. My instant thought was, oh, well, yeah, like, Uniqlo, you can buy things in eight colours. Yeah, if you fit into the shape of a company that's basically Japanese Gap. Sorry, I guess. like. This is crazy hard and I get to hide from it. What I, 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 do, I do sort of remember bits of what it was like and I do have strong feelings about being stuck in a system you revile or can't change. And that always takes me to Camus. And it always takes me to the myth of Sisyphus. And this, this is, this is Kimmy's book, um, which poses the question, basically, should you kill yourself? And what is the horrendous grind of the human experience about and should you, should you end it? Resolving that no, you shouldn't. What you should do is revolt. Revolt against your circumstances that one might imagine Sisyphus at the top of the hill looking out across the world and being happy because he acknowledges the absurdity of his situation and in so apprehending itself sets himself free.
1: It takes a lot of effort to revolt, though, when you could just slowly seep into your own sofa. It
2: takes a lot of effort to read Camus, to be perfectly Mm. honest, but that just reinforces his point.
0: And... The key to this, the key to the feeling of freedom in the revolt, is absurdity. To become an absurdist performer, his examples, uh, Don Juan, are kind of the actor and the conqueror, these archetypes of absurdist. Um, And kind of owning the absurdity, performing the absurdity, it it speaks very tightly to to something that, um, being a fucking ridiculous, petulant child, I like to do when faced with something I have to do but don't want to, which is to do it, but with really, 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 really bad, and if possible, surreally bad grace. Just to be a proper fucker. Not not just being a dick, being a really weird dick. Like kind of bendy and a funny colour with a little face drawn on the end. And the holes in the middle on the side. Yeah, like a weird dick.
2: So you're like bugs bunny when you get shot when you're trying to piss.
0: Mm. Yeah. That weird. About that weird. To which dress codes? Many many prohibit say denim or low cut tops. Very few prohibit cosplay. Very few prohibit a giant suit of plastic papier-mâché or actually real metallic power armor. And that is roomy and it's comfortable. So it's time to join the Adeptus Astartes.
2: Now I've seen people dressed as space marines in, in the real world.
1: Me too, we've all been to Warhammer Fest.
2: One thing I've noticed they genuinely struggle with is doors. This might only work if you exist in a sort of door-free environment.
1: A modern office, perhaps, with a lot of automatic sliding doors. Yeah,
0: I think there are a lot of scenarios in which this will work.
1: Or you work in a field, perhaps. Very few doors in a field.
0: You can also cut it down. So a full space marine costume does stand about eight feet tall, but you could could slim it down. There's a lot of room for maneuver in there. Um, There's an online tutorial showing you how you can make one from plastic in only about 350 steps and a couple of weeks, needing a range of equipment totaling in at a few thousand pounds, ranging from sanders to vacuum moulding to uh, to spray paint. Um, I would suggest for this you either want to drop the at sheds or join a makespace, they'll have most of the gear. You'll have to put up with insufferable pricks, but they'll be dressed kind of funny as well and that might kind of you know, reinforce.
1: Surely you can just go to Wix for a tenner and make it a lot of loft insulation. You can have a go. Mm. You'll need something to
0: finish it though. Mm. And, I don't know, it might give you like throat cancer or some such shit. Papier mache with a cardboard scaffolding is easier. It could weigh more if you're not careful and it's not going to be as weather durable. So mm. you want the plastic stuff if you can because this is going to be like an all-weather suit. The idea here is it's big and it's roomy and it'll have space inside for you to feel like yourself. You can add the padding you want. At the same time, something work-appropriate but surreally revolt-based dress.
2: Mm. Well, once you've got the power armour, presumably someone must make an eight-foot-long poncho.
0: It's possible, and if not, you've got the equipment to make one yourself. Now, I'm not going to step through the tutorial. Um, It involves a little bit of 3D modelling, and then either using caseboard and modelling card, creating a scaffolding for the Papier Mesher version, or doing a bunch of printing and vacuum moulding. There's a lot of sanding, you're going to be spending a lot of time sanding, and you might need to learn to walk on stilts. But at the end of it, you can have this um, this gigantic piece of mecha power armour of the, um, the holy chapters of the Space Marines who will bring the justice of the Emperor to the far future of humanity.
2: It's a grim future.
0: It is. There is mm. only war. A lot of good outfits there. Mm. Now, many dress codes do prohibit logos, so you might want to be careful with the purity seals or the logo of your Space Marine chapter. However, don't worry if this feels like a deal-breaker. If HR do ask, they have deep religious significance, and you should not be oppressed. Also, you should point out to them that they ward off the corrupting influences of Zinch, which can be a massive distraction in the office.
1: It's not good for business as usual
0: It's really not It's far better than Slaanesh though (sighs) Don't get judgy I'm
2: not claw shaming you
1: (laughs) If Space
0: Marines aren't your bag there are lots of other things that um, that in in all seriousness well no not in all seriousness in only slight daftness gentle subversion can be a tremendous mood lifter
1: And we don't necessarily have to take it to a sort of uh, sci-fi place I mean fantasy has a lot of extremely modest and yet still strange attire, you know, you mm-hmm. go full Galadriel, go, go with some sort of yeah. grey elven robes.
0: If you, if you can find something, and I think we'll come up with some tactics for finding things that fit, if you are one of the many, many, possibly most people who do not have the prissy catwalk body or the, the thing designed for Topshop, then find the, find the thing that does work and instantiate a revolt around it add on bits and pieces have a hot sauce bandolier one of those lewok tunics i don't know just tell the world to go fuck itself by being a bit odd i haven't helped at all possibly one of my associates can
2: unlike my esteemed associate i can empathise entirely. I, I, too, suffer from an inability to find clothes because I am six foot two, have a 46-inch chest and shoulders that I could realistically kill a man with. In short, I'm... Not sure. ...built like people were, like, ten years ago, as far as I can tell. Because right now, if you go and try and buy clothes from a high street shop, they go about halfway across my shoulders. Everyone seems to be... Skinny in a way that I am never going to be able to shed weight. Your lumbersexual rugby club rug- chic. He means I'm a big dude with a beard. This this is fair. This is fair. People do make clothes of all shapes and sizes. There are specialist retailers out there, and they make they they make things for for any any size, any height.
1: There's one for heavier dudes called Bad Rhino.
0: Because you're you big
1: like a rhino and bad like a large person in society. Yeah, yeah
0: that's not brilliant, is it? There used to be an outsized brand called High and Mighty. Um, my, my parents used to try and persuade me to buy things there because I was just the wrong size as a the wrong size as a child. Mm. We weirdly, time growth spurts with a, with a mm-hmm. bit of spread. Horrifyingly expensive, and then I'd have just changed shape again in six months.
1: Mm.
2: My my default look, therefore, is is basically rugby player and award ceremony with all of the uh, with all of the discomfort that that entails. And the clothes that you buy from those sort of specialist online retailers, because they are aimed at a small group of people, and they are aimed like so. None of them. They might make a version for people who are heavier, they might make a version for people who are taller, they might make one for an intersection of both. They're all going to be aiming at reasonably small groups of people, and as a result, they make them incredibly fucking dull. Just the most dour sack like shit. And if you've ever seen the shoes for anyone whose feet are oversized 12, they look like comedy Frankenstein boots they're the sort of things that most of your friends will be strapping over their existing shoes at Halloween
1: you'd do better to just wear the boxes as I was told repeatedly as a child that always helps doesn't it
2: here's what I do in real life to buy clothes I abandon any notion of finding an exact thing which is not the same as abandoning any sort of uh taste or decency taste or dress sense but it just means that i have to be very broad and i have to have no fixed image of what i want in my mind when i go clothes shopping i put aside a lot of time periodically because it's awful just awful and then i go to shops like tk maxx where they do a whole bunch of remainder stuff or they do stuff that hasn't sold elsewhere Um, Or I look on ASOS because they do every range under the sun and they do actual normal people clothes up to larger sizes, which is fascinating that they're pretty much the only online retailer doing that. Um, And then I am as open as possible to what I want within that framework. And that more or less works for me. It's depressing and it means that shopping for clothes takes far far too long. But if you are working with a broad enough framework, it is possible to find things that aren't awful, are interesting, and don't mean that you are compelled to dress like a sort of comedy reductive version of whatever the most tedious mainstream fashion is at the time.
1: A broad framework for your broad frame, would you say?
2: If pushed.
1: I risk of
0: sounding like a, just a, a sort of grotesque fashion cunt about that. There's an interesting sort of hidden upside, I guess. I mean, this is this is sort of the tiniest, pissiest Pyrrhic victory. But if you are a bit fashion-y and you do buy a lot of stuff on the high street. It dates crazy badly, and oh, you can end yes. up looking pegged to a trend. I've had this problem. Whereas if you're kind of mixing and maxing and kind of uh, and, and detemporalizing it a bit. Top yeah. button
1: Czech shirt with short sleeves, you're forever going to be someone from three to five years ago. This,
2: is, this has been my, my main problem from the last couple of years, is that I don't want to wear black and red Czech shirts.
1: You don't and want to button them is, all the way up, you don't want a skinny fit.
2: Yeah, that, that has been obligatory mm. for men. It's much easier to buy suits. Buy suits in any size.
1: Well, such a range of dudes need a suit for such a range of boring reasons like work and funerals that the market has sort of adapted in a way it hasn't for clothes it sees more as fashion and I think also so few workplaces have a very we're getting more relaxed dress codes but a lot of places still have an old-fashioned dress code so I guess the suit people are relying that you're going to buy the suit there and the fashion people expect you're not going to be wearing that shit to work every day I don't know
2: I don't know I could wear a suit all the time I guess but I think people would just assume that I was a sort of degenerate alcoholic hitman Mm. which isn't miles from the truth
0: I think it has got worse as well, so, so-called so fast fashion, uh, typified oh. by Zara and H&M. Mm. But, you know, places like Topshop and River Island were doing it on, admittedly, a slightly slower cycle for a long time, mm. um, even next to an inoffensively bland as it comes, at least do this, which is fast cycling your trends and your stock, um, often very cheaply made, often with kind of weird negative externalities economically. Mm.
1: Well, you've also you, you've heard stories. I think, particularly in America, of H and M just dumping huge quantities of unused stock, literally dumping it, not expecting to get any more value out of it. Someone mm. fucking made that, and we're just throwing it away because it doesn't fit with what we're doing right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad, but it, it's made the um, the trickle down into logistics mm. and kind of inventory practice has meant that all of a sudden everything in any given high street stop, shop can turn on a dime to fit a current trend, mm. and if that current trend is If you don't have the shoulders of the industry's most fetishised aspiration, you don't get a shirt.
1: Yes. And I had this problem, um, not the last time I was trying to buy a handbag, but the time before that. Previously, satchels had all been in, including for women, Mm. so I just got myself a nice plain brown satchel, which was exactly what I wanted. The second time around, for some reason, women's handbags were sort of weird cubes in pastel colours with huge pom-poms attached. Every single one had a big fluffy pom-pom. There was one handbag that just was a pom-pom with a clasp in the top of it. What do the pom-poms do? Unknown. Possibly they evoke something. Mm, keep something away, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Totems, idols, fetishes. Yeah. Do you know what I did? And this is actually pertinent to the advice I'm about to give. I just went to the men's section, and they had a plain brown shoulder satchel bag, and I paid them £30 for it. And had it occurred to me to go there in the first place, I could have saved myself like a week of trying to get a handbag.
0: Because the bullshit of patriarchy means that men aren't expected to put up with this crap. Quite as much.
1: Patriarchy is winning here because men get sort of better, more durable options than women, largely. But at the same time, it's also sort of, it's to some extent patriarchy reinforcing that trend because mm. the assumption is that a man wants a very plain, boring bag and a woman wants a fucking stack of pomeranians that you can put your purse in.
0: Yes, the, the variances on the men's side are a little more slight, but it's that also means less interest.
1: Mm. I mean, this is this is hard. I have the same problem as Mr. Convery in terms of being. Built like a moderately fancy outhouse, but um, I do not have his flexibility, and that I also have a bunch of sort of uh, sensory and comfort issues that mean that I'm only really happy in one type of clothes. And if I can't get that type of clothes in my non-standard size, I'm just not buying any clothes for six months. Like this is a, I will I'll go through phases of nothing, nothing, nothing. Buy six dresses at once only three of them covered my ass that's my wardrobe for the next year kind of thing like it's a it's a scanty business
0: possibly the most surreal but also plaintive example of that i've kind of seen in a while is is a, a friend who on twitter observed and i never thought i'd have to type this phrase it was uh, was prefaced with given my body shape and the difficulty of buying clothes having just found out that the good hijab store on my street that closed da- has closed down i now have to check out check out whether the mormons do online delivery
1: do you know, I have actually found myself... So one of the things that I insist on, not out of modesty, but just out of personal comfort, is a relatively high neckline. I prefer long-length skirt. Mm. I prefer long sleeves. I have looked at modest Islamic fashions as a search term. I've plugged that into eBay and seen if anyone will do anything for me, and the answer was the same sort of sizism actually seems to exist in that community mm. as well. It is hard to get that good and big, but it's definitely an option.
0: Yeah, looking outside our
1: particular tiny cultural envelope kind of opens you up to different sort of Mm. trends in shapes certainly the only trouble with that though is especially if it's sort of a more specialist made thing or a higher quality garment or it has got some kind of religious significance you can often be paying the price for that Mm. it will not be anywhere near as cheap as your disposable fashions i think you talk about uh, cultural expectations and expectations in the workplace and i think one thing that is very important to remember and I'm, i'm saying this from a kind of from a place where I work that has an extremely liberal dress code, but nonetheless, sometimes you've just kind of got to go with your body and not with what the man says, so... It's generally considered professional for women to wear a bra to the office because you've got to tether them up in case they distract anyone, right? I have an unfortunate skin condition that sometimes makes this extremely painful for very short periods of time. So I've been spending this week doing what my sister refers to as free boobing, which I'm lucky enough in my own breasts that that is sort of fine. I mean, you know, you just got to hope that nobody notices your nipples sometimes. But, you know, with the right patterns and stuff that can be achievable. But
0: I do enjoy the nipple print dress. Mmm,
1: it's a good one. Male nipples, of course, female nipples would be rude. No, sometimes I get into the car on a very cold day and lean over to put my seatbelt on and just crush my frozen nipple and it's just, it's extraordinarily painful. Anyway, the nipples are not ideal. That's what I'm getting to here.
2: Mammal problems, yo.
1: Yeah. At least we've only got two, or three, or several more, depending on your own configuration. But I mean, having a string of eight of the things yeah. all the way down the front would be extremely. Kind of rubbish, though. You can just like flick them for hours and they do nothing.
0: Oh, thanks. We'll give that a go. Mm.
1: Next time when we will fix you.
0: That's a special segment coming later.
1: We will flick you here. Uh, now, Mr. Convery, um talked about buying shoes if your feet are large for a gentleman, which is a problem. I think one thing that women often overlook, um, and this goes again back to my sort of buying a man handbag instead of a woman handbag thing. I think people kind of assume that shoe sizes go small women's to large women's and then the men start there. But actually, you know, some men have smaller feet than some women and they still expect shoes that are sort of look right for the right gender because we've got such a gender codified society that what your shoes look like actually matters in terms of your performance. So if you're a woman who's sick of shoes being extremely uncomfortable, which I am, you can take advantage almost certainly of the smaller end of men's sizing. Now, I wear basically a nine women and a nine men, and that gives me a massive range of options Mm. in terms of dude shoes. That's not freakishly small for a dude. It's a little on the small side. But the dude shoes go down to like a a, a six, six and a half, Mm. seven. So even if your feet are smaller than mine, there'll be a man shoe. You can put it in. Oh, they're so comfortable. There's a memory foam layer.
0: A lot of casual shoes are being done in unisex as well. Um, and some of them are even moderately smart. My my partner has very small feet, and so he will occasionally buy from the children's section mm. or unisex, or the unisexier end. Of, well, shelved with the women's stuff, but they're exactly the same shoes. They just, just to be It's just a small
1: trainer, yes. Because
0: of our bullshit gender segregation fuckery. Yes.
1: No, I mean, I've basically, for every item that I possibly can, I've switched to buying the men's version. So shoes, hoodies, bags, that kind of thing. If men's leggings really take off in a non-sport sense, I'm there. I'm sure the crotch would be roomy. If men ever start wearing dresses in any kind of serious way, I would definitely sign up for that as a service. I imagine that they would be hard-wearing. kilt. Precisely. However, dressing No one one has ever
2: sounded that excited at the word kilt. Wait until you hear about
1: our new podcast uniform. Covered in blood. He's just marketing his clip on foreskin. That was the previous episode, wasn't it? <laughs> Whoops. So, other than other than buying clothes for the gender that you are not nominally assigned, assuming you choose to nominally assign yourself a gender, you've got some other options. Now, some of the most successful figures in our society have adopted a uniform of sorts. You think of Steve Jobs. What's he wearing? He's wearing denim jeans. He's wearing a black turtleneck. He's drinking juice to cure his cancer. These are all great ideas figure out what you like and what you can safely wear to work, assuming there is a Venn diagram with some overlap in the middle there for those two things, and see if you can get three or four of them in different colours or in the same colour even if you like. So I own probably about 12 pairs of the exact same leggings because I found some that worked for me and just fucking got on those because women's leggings, you think women's black leggings would be an item you would create and never change. This is not true. My favourite manufacturers have basically repeatedly done a cycle of, give me some great leggings, Cut me off. All I can get is vinyl wet look or fishnet leggings or some just fucking stupid fashion legging trend when I just want stretchy and black and cover my legs for the workplace. I'm now
2: thinking of shady legging manufacturers cornering (laughs) people in the
0: alleyway.
1: Nice leggings.
0: Shame if something were to happen to them.
1: yes.
0: There's a thing there, which is if you you have at the time the capital, if you are able to overbuy, you're sort of told not to again by the marketing process of fast fashion and what have you, but... If They're making the thing, money out
1: of your disposability You do not have to give them that money And they do not have any moral right to demand it from you And you have no moral obligation to do What anyone trying to sell you something Ever tells you to do This is a basic tenet of being alive in this horrible society yes. And
0: it used to be you kind of received wisdom By a suit by two pairs of trousers Yes um, you, you can do. They that. go shiny in the bow and the
1: knees They rub all the hair off your lower legs sometimes In a patch, a weird patch It's
2: mostly socks I find mm. I've got really weird hairless sock patches. Mm. It's That's bad because my... they're on his arms.
1: Early 2000s slowcore <laughs> band. he does
2: so much time in the sock puppets, teaching the prisoners how to love.
1: Doing so much time. Yeah. Teaching them how to love in
0: a respectful way.
1: Soapy says, don't go in that shower. So the downside of the uniform approach is that you... Uh, again, it, can the market supply you with what you need? I mean, I'm as I said, I go for sort of years at a time not buying anything and then just go on a spree as soon as anyone's doing a sack dress that has no seams and it doesn't look like garbage and does cover my entire ass. That's literally all I want. And like three of them a year exist. It's terrifying. It shouldn't be this hard. My other piece of advice would be to think about your absolute favorite clothes, the ones that make you look and feel really great, and then do a little bit of analysis. What is it that makes them like that? Is it the cut, the pattern, the material, the quality, the comfort, some other factor? Then can you translate these qualities into a slightly broader range of options than just the one item that makes you feel really good? And is anybody making anything that looks like that? If all those three things line up, you've got some fresh options. And again, the the sort of... We shouldn't underestimate the kind of vagaries of the market in this thing, so I think that a lot of the um, Women of my acquaintance are complaining about at the moment is the fact that um, fashion is currently dominated by the cold shoulder, which is presumably something someone decided would be a good idea to invent because it's already a phrase, rather than because they thought about the practicality of it as applied Mm. to clothing. It looks like a weird example of catwalk actually coming down undeconstructed to the market. Yes, and in such swathes. I mean, so Asda at the moment have on their online shop Cold shoulder dresses is a totally separate category of dresses in their menu and this is a right now, this second fashion trend, they've updated their website so you can specifically buy this one thing that everybody has invested in and thus they're so desperate to sell it to you as a concept. I mean that's really good marketing presentation,
0: that's good information
1: architecture. But I don't want one of those and all of the dresses in the categories that I actually care about also had that as a feature. Mm. I mean, I, again, someone with a lot of sensory issues, having a different texture on one half of my shoulder to the other half of my shoulder is going to be a problem. I'm going to be thinking about that all day. Mm. And I've fucking got better things to do than think about my shoulders. I mean, God, they're there, they're fine.
0: Yeah, shouldn't they just be one of those things that we could let do their thing?
1: Well, exactly.
2: Where two out of three of us have shoulder-related fashion issues right now. It's true.
1: And then finally, I think, never underestimate going for just pure comfort, especially if you're a woman, especially as you get a bit older is definitely what I've done. I think it's a lot easier for an employer to tell the young naive intern that her hair color or piercings or skirt or whatever are not dress code it is a lot harder to say that to a slovenly older woman who just obviously does not care. I would also say try and work someone with extremely relaxed dress codes. Mm. This is basically what is keeping me in employment right now. If I had to put on a suit every day, I would be screaming and setting stuff on fire. Why I... is why is my performative discomfort so important to your perception of me doing my job? Seriously, have you not ever actually thought about how people work?
0: This is the fight I'm thinking about picking up my current... Uh, place of work because i'm a net beneficiary of the dress code the dress code is basically how i dress mm. um i'm smack bang in the middle of it it's not even especially bad but as someone in that position of i have to make no adaptations to my life whatsoever mm. to comply with your dress code i kind of feel well placed to pick that fight just yes. look this is obviously bullshit why do you have a dress code you talk about professionalism well all that means is pandering to the stupid ideas of some people that might be your customers who don't even care anyway.
1: Professionalism is turning up and doing your job as Mm. well as you can and observing some behavioural norms Mm. like not being weirdly sexual with your co-workers and not being like You know, keeping your own insanity under control as much as you can. It has basically fuck all to do with what you're wearing as long as it's not really distracting or lewd. I also, I want to just say, if you enforce your dress code unevenly based on gender, I have a thousand fires that you can burn in. I used to work at a place that was business casual. It was totally non-customer facing in person. It was a sort of call center type, customer service type operation men could get away with the scruffiest polo shirt and shorts me wearing a neat band t-shirt under a neat shirt or hoodie with a skirt with some leggings or tights was somehow unacceptable like they looked a lot shabbier than I did but I conformed less strictly to absolute code also a lot of dress codes make much more unreasonable demands of women than mm. they do of men. A man can default suit, he might not like it, but there's usually a comfortable one he can get that will suit that thing. Women often have expectations around heels, makeup, mm. tights, shit that is fucking uncomfortable to actually wear all day and still do your job.
0: My current workplace does not, so a lot of people dress far smarter than the dress code because there's a cultural pressure, mm-hmm. and one of the most pathological manifestations of this is there is absolutely no requirement that women wear heels. Mm. but a majority of them do, particularly the very young or the older ones. Because it's professional. There's a swathe in the middle who've decided that they don't care, mm. their comfort is more important to them. But the very young ones who I guess are at the other end, at the sharp end of a power relation, or the older ones who I might unkindly guess had internalised more of that sh- their shit having entered the workforce earlier. Yes. Yeah, so there's this weird. Or just fucking used to it by now. These are the
1: only work shoes I own.
0: Inverse bell curve of bullshit heel wearing.
1: Yes, and also, I mean, it's not just a comfort issue. It's also to some extent an accessibility and mobility, a disability issue. I mean, I physically could not wear heels all day at this point. My joints are so wrecked already. I would only be wrecking them further. I wouldn't be able to stand up or walk that much. And then, okay, so you've got accommodations. You can be the one person who's allowed to wear trainers as a woman in their office. You're still going to get all the weird looks. You're still going to get the sort of the kind of side-eye shaming that comes with mm. breaking the dress code, even if you've got an official accommodation from HR, that doesn't make you feel better about being the only person who's very visibly not doing the mm. performative thing you meant to do. Now, I think to summarise my thesis clothes are bullshit, people's expectations around clothes are bullshit. I wish I could help you more, but I'm in the same boat. Yes.
0: The clothes are bullshit. Which is why this evening in the balmy air of spring with a waft Camembert on the breeze. You will find us, nude, reclining,
1: in the cheese koozie. I've got clots in my nethers and I don't care.
0: It's a gloopy delight. Anon. some
2: clocking.